This is way right. I mean, this is way right. This is wow. 100 yards right. Two perfect shots, Michael. Got me in the water on one and over the green on the other. The ball itself has its own energy or life force, if you will. Its natural environment is in the hole. So why don't you send them home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. This is episode 81 of the Break 80 podcast. Alex here, joined by Mike and Tim on this frigid cold January evening. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And we are glad you can join us for another pod. Before we get started, if you haven't checked out the Patrick Koenig interview that we posted late last week, check it out. It's a detailed look at what life would be like traveling the country, playing golf every day, um, which in my opinion, I don't know about you guys, is the American dream. I mean, what else? what else would beat that? I mean, I mean, without without us getting canceled, without us getting canceled and staying and stay, and staying on the air here, uh, I don't not not a lot, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a dream. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do so. I think it's a it's a great insight on uh, you know life on the road and um, you know a guy that's extremely passionate about golf, um, like we are, but he takes it to the next next level, 580 courses. I thought it was a fantastic inter- interview, so check that out. But um, do we well, uh, do we buy the van? Yeah. It's for sale. Yeah, it's for... Leaky yes, rough, I saw that. He, he had the thing decked out like crazy. He had it decorated like money, and he just absolutely just tore it all down and is now selling it. Yeah. I, it's, I wonder where all that stuff went, too. I mean, that was full of memorabilia. I don't know. Uh, speaking of the cold, though, can you believe Jeff that basically two weeks ago we were playing golf outside? Yeah, this is this is. I, I don't, you know, getting this level of cold. I don't. We're, we're, I don't know where our listeners are from, but where we are right now, it is in the negatives. And then you throw a little wind in there, it is absolutely brutal. It is one of those things where, um, I don't know if I've left the house the last two days. To be honest, it's just it's awful. Um, and it just bites you. It bites your skin. You go out and just put the garbage out even. It's just nasty. Um, but, yeah, I can't believe we did we did that a couple of weeks back. There is hope, though. We're going to be golfing early this spring because there's almost no snow in the metro. And if you look at the forecast, next week has multiple days that are like 36 and 37 and supposed to rain. There's not going to be any snow left at the end of January, which is insane. <laughs> so any, anything we get in February and March will be melting a lot faster. I'm thinking of my George Burns excellent meme. I know. Oh, I am. I am really disappointed in the NFL. I so. Oh, we wouldn't have been able to see it because the cameras wouldn't have picked anything up other than a blizzard. I so wanted to watch Pittsburgh and Buffalo try to play in that in that absolute blizzard where you couldn't even see the field from the upper deck of the seats. How soft are we getting? We are getting that soft. Game. That would have this been was, unbelievable. This is football. This is football. The last time I checked. My God! I mean, you couldn't you couldn't watch the 49ers game anyway. Uh, wait, no, the 49ers who who is on Peacock exclusively? That no, no that was has. the Chiefs. That was the Chiefs. Oh and, my God, uh, Miami! That was shitty by the NFL. I mean, they already make so much money. Just I have Peacock, thankfully, so I watched it. But it was not much fun to watch because it was so cold. Nobody could do anything. Although Mahomes' helmet literally broke. You see that big hole in it? I mean, the most I barbaric see that. sports, you know, outside of rugby, the most barbaric sport you can find. And these guys are not going to play in a snowstorm. Come on. Well, I think I think a lot of that had to do 
with i mean obviously getting people to the game because there was a but the tv the tv money is where it's at and there wouldn't have been able to hardly be tv because you couldn't see shit from like the stands even it would have been just a white screen <laughs> but i just remember as a kid you know watching these snowstorm games and like chris berman's like what you know as these guys are slipping and sliding oh it used to be the best remember when philadelphia great. fans threw snowballs at santa claus just pelted him <laughs> oh they, man i First of all, the NFL playoffs have been awful. One close game. That was it. One. All the other ones were blowouts. Embarrassing. Terrible, terrible opening weekend of playoff games. Uh, feels good to be back. Another dynasty quarterback. What? Did the Hawkeyes play in the, Hawkeyes play in the NFL now? I didn't know. <laughs> no, no, I didn't Green, know Bay. Was, Green Bay. Green <laughs> Bay. The, bar, the Barnstormers or Cedar Rapids Barnstormers, whatever they are, <laughs> that Kurt Warner played for. It must be nice to him being able to just choose North. You know, yeah. East, any direction you get to pick where, where, what you think is your, is your team every year. And, oh yeah, the, the, the Packers have Brett yeah. Hart. <laughs> I, I have not year. wavered. I have not wavered in my Packer vigilance for forever. So my state is complete flyover country that isn't even, isn't even important enough to have a single profe- big four professional team and should just be eradicated and be part of Minnesota. Uh, so we'll just pick random teams. But I will say your squad did play well, although that was probably the most predictable upset in the history of the NFL because the Cowboys always choke. You know, it's not like Troy Aikman days. And Mike McCarthy, other than one playoff run, always chokes in the playoffs. He's a terrible playoff coach. I know he won one Super Bowl at Green Bay, but he's got an awful record. Horrible. You knew that was going to happen. I mean – we could have thrown those passes. I watched that replay of that one touchdown to the tight end today. He stopped, turned around, had his back to the end zone, and just stopped and still was wide open. It was the worst defense imaginable. Just a great, great route. Great running route. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a, I have, before we move on, I have a hot NFL take right here. I'm looking at scores for the game right now. Third quarter just started. It's Tampa Bay, 16, Philadelphia, 9. If Philly loses, do they fire Sirianni? I hate that guy. I hope I so. hate him, too. The most punchable face in the league. He was, yep. They were 10-1 and one to start the year. They've lost five of the last six badly. I think this is my hot take. That is the perfect spot for Bill Belichick. Just for, like, two years. Because they have a young, really good defensive line. Really good. He's a defensive guy. They got weapons on offense. And then you bring in a, a, an old cagey veteran like Belichick, who's you know he's going to coach again because he's got to prove that he can win without Tom Brady. He's never done it in his whole career. Wait he didn't second. win at Cleveland. He didn't win at the Patriots without Tom Brady. He's are he's sure I, their I, like, are young, though. Like, I don't know about that. They got Fletcher Cox and uh, Joe... <laughs> Some Graham that's been there forever. Those guys, but they got, but they got the back-to-back Georgia guys, Davis, rushers, and, and um, what's the other guy they got in there? They got two humongous D linemen that are okay. uh, cheap. They got a bunch of guys on offense that are on the cheap contract still. You know, Hurts. Well, did he get paid yet, or is he still on a cheap contract? I can't remember if he got paid. But like to me, don't you think? Like I bet you Belichick is just dying to win one time without Tom Brady because everybody's everybody says the same thing about him. Well, you have a losing record without Tom Brady, your career record. Like he's just dying to go somewhere with talent and they have a lot of talent and they're 
very poorly coached, if you ask me. Yeah. And I, like... I can't see Bilicek in like in. And I know like they've talked about the Chargers. I, I can't see him in like a a controlled, tame environment. I need to see him with his stocking cap on, you know, on the sideline with some snow with some weather. Um, I mean, I, he's, yeah, Philadelphia fits that. And he's like seventy some years old. Why would he go to like Atlanta or some of these re- rebuilding ones? He's going to go to either. Dallas when they fired Mark Mike McCarthy or Philadelphia or maybe you know the Chargers that's Harbaugh's interviewing there Harbaugh must have sat back watching that Cowboys game and just his wallet just got fatter by the second as he's sitting there watching Dallas just be pathetic uh knowing that McCarthy's gonna get fired but yeah, yeah I don't awesome. know that's my hot take Belichick to the, to the Eagles if they lose tonight well I guess transitioning from an environment of cold gross, nasty, into the Hawaiian tropics. The final uh, PGA Tour event in Hawaii, the Sony, um, kicked off. Great finish, three-man playoff with uh, Ben on. Ben on a heater, if you ask me. Yeah. And um, and Grayson Murray. And what's funny is, you know, I didn't see a whole lot of the tournament. I just was kind of checking in and out. Like, that three-man playoff, first of all, Keegan Bradley on the regular you know, the, the, um, not extra holes, but coming on 18, like hit like a hundred yard wedge shot, like 30 or 40 feet away from the hole. You know, like that's, that's usually good. those guys put it within 15, you know, t- five, 10, 15 feet. So like that was kind of a, a choke job by him. And then his chip green side was awful too. Um, and then Ben on misses a little shorty. And then of course, you know, Grayson Murray hits his wedge shot to 40 feet and makes the putt. So it wasn't like the, the greatest display of golf shots coming down the stretch, but uh, you know, when a guy rolls one in and he's got a, an interesting story that I'm sure we'll all touch on. I think that's kind of a good way to kick off the season. Two guys that were former alcoholics getting W's. I know Mike touched on it last week. You know, do we have to be defined by that? Do we have to always bring that up? But I think Grayson is um, definitely one to, uh, to touch on. He's been, it's a bigger he, comeback he story than Chris Kirk for, for quite a while. I think when he was when he was not sober, let's just put it that way. I mean, Timmy, what do you think? Do we need to stop drinking? If we stop drinking, maybe on the golf course, maybe, maybe we shoot under par. You never know. Maybe it's a straight, thing. Straight to the tour, right? With our stories. Yeah. Well, Tim, Tim loves drama and storylines, and I don't know if he could get any better than the Sony this week with uh, playoffs and forty foot putts being made and Ben on coming off the PEDs and playing great. You, you know, it's the it's the same thing, the same problem I have with football right now. It'd be great if I could watch it because, again, <laughs> there's transitions between NBC coverage and and golf channel coverage. And I the amount of ads in between shots, it's just you could it's just hard buy, to watch. Like, just get YouTube TV or something and you can actually watch golf. I have so many different subscriptions already. It is just I should just get cable at this point in time. I think it'd be cheaper. <laughs> I don't think so. Cable was crazy expensive when I used to have it. I have every single subscription you can basically have, plus YouTube TV. I think it's still cheaper than having cable. I think sharing is caring with those passwords, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I can't share the YouTube TV because I'm already sharing that from somebody else. <laughs> you, can only do, you, can, you can only do two households, so that that one you're screwed on. <laughs> um, let's let's touch on let's touch on Grayson Murray's history, like. What has made him who he is? I think he came out his rookie year and got a win kind of early. And I think he got real cocky and, you know, off the course was, you know, I think he said he had 
was basically drunk the three nights that he, you know, was playing that, you know, winning that tournament and, you know, kind of lived the crazy lifestyle that we've all heard of a lot of young golfers start on, start out as, and then, um, quite vocal on Twitter, you know, getting in a lot of Twitter fights. I mean, just going at people left and right. Um, you know, he, he had tweeted to like a high school girl that you look pretty in 2017. Um, you know, he's had his moments and he's not he had a lot of good moments. He's been a tool. So hopefully That's he's turned it around. He's t- his biggest moment was the 2022 U.S. Open, I think. Oh, yeah. Right. Where he where he he not only chucked a putter like majorly like 30 yards, like threw it way into the into the like weeds. He also snapped a club over his knee at, in the same round. And then he went on rants on Twitter. Got into it with like Paige Sporanic and all these people about it. Uh, he went just off the chain, and that was like that had to be like a low point. If, say, you Google, if you Google Grayson go Murray blowups, everything is about that 2022 U.S. Open. It's the list of websites. Is that when he had that uh, back and forth with uh, Rory that year? And Rory's like, "Play better." That was <laughs> at that, that, that was at the meetings. That was at those meetings when Liv, you know, when they were trying to figure out the change. And actually, <laughs> right. listen, look, look, Rory just being a great ambassador for the game. He told him to play better. Look what Grayson did. He listened. He played better and he won. Pretty simple. And, Rory, and did the, Rory did the opposite. Did not play well down the stretch and lost. Yeah, exactly. Didn't take his own advice. Uh, but here, I mean, what's interesting is I think everybody's seen it. The the interview with with Grayson Murray. I mean, you could you could tell he he looks better. He looks healthy. You know, he looks. A little bit thinner, um, you know. He could have definitely taken that opportunity, that platform, and really, you know, threw up the double middle fingers to a couple people, and he did not. Uh, I love. I think the quote that I love the best, and and it, it went something like, you know, um, this whether I won or not, this win won't change my life, but it'll definitely have an impact on my career. So he's very well grounded. Um, I know he's got a fiance. Um, you know, he's he's kind of turned to religion to help him you know, guide him a little bit as he's obviously needed a little bit of guidance. Um, and, you know, he's in a good place. It's weird because a lot of these guys that go through these things end up somehow bouncing back. I think they're just able to play golf with a clear mind and they're just, they get all the extra junk out of there and they just hit golf shots. Of course it would be good for his career. He's got a five, you know, big for my career. He said, he's got, yeah, he's got a five-year exemption now. He went, he went from, oh, yeah. he was on, he was on, he was on corn Ferry partially last year, whatever it was. So now he's got five straight years of PGA tour status. Here's, here's what I don't understand about any of these guys. Cause you hear the, Oh, I'm going to hang up the sticks or I'm going to quit golf or, you know, I'm not playing to my best. I'm going to take time off. Do you want to come do pharmaceutical sales or teach high school kids? Like what, what would you rather be doing other than playing golf? I'm sure it's all in context. It's, it's so like silly. Grayson, it's like, I'm gonna... He's super talented guy. Like he's a very talented golfer. I mean, obviously they all are, but like he can go pretty low. I'm sure it's like us, you know, like we've said this before on the pod. If you are a, uh, you know, a, a zero to a five handicap, you're like the most tortured soul in golf because you know, you've been there. You can shoot even par, but you don't all the time. I'm sure these pros, you know, have their standard and and when they're used to playing well and they play just shitty for like a whole year, I bet you it is a, it's a punch. I bet you it's a big punch in the gut to the ego and everything, you know, when you're just sucking ass and you're used to being really good. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure, I'm think. sure it is. But to say you're hanging up your career to go follow something else, like, do you really want to go sell insurance? I bet it's a lot easier for you to come out and make a cool $25,000 
placing somewhere in like tied 60th, right? Than it would be to, yeah. to be grinding your, your teeth over cold calling. So the sob stories, it, I kind of don't get all the way where I'm giving up golf when you've become a millionaire off the game. Uh, wow. But it is great to see someone come back from, from what he did. The, the amount of money now because of the live and everything and all the, you know, the amount of money has cut. There's no sob stories anymore because the, these guys, the moment they tee it up that first event, every single one of them gets 500 grand now for like travel expenses. So all the expenses are now covered. So now it's just, you're, you're making pure profit basically if you're, you know, if you're winning after your caddy fees and everything or whatever money you make. So yeah, there's no, the old, you know, grinded out, you know, the bottom tier guys are, ba- are barely surviving out there is no longer the case. Well, you still have to perform. I mean, you can't, you don't just get money by missing. Yeah. You still got, you still got to play well, but you know, like if you made, let's, let's say you made 30 PGA tour starts and you make 10 cuts and you do, and you have a, what a couple top 25s in there in those 10 cuts, I bet you, you make at least 300 to 500,000 right there on top of the 500,000 they already give you. So I bet you, if you retain your card, well, Andrew Novak, Andrew Novak, who has been, who's been on the pod, he was right there at down to the nuts last year at the bottom, you know, like 124 or whatever it was, he barely got in. I think he made over a million dollars last year. You know, that's the very bottom. Plus this year they get 500 grand on top of that. Yeah, but still, that's 125 golfers. That's not a lot when it's in context of the world. Well, yeah, no, I, I know that. What I'm saying is, like, there isn't any more on the PGA Tour, like, guys living out of their cars, you know, going, like, stop, tour stop to tour stop, eating McDonald's. That's that's a thing of the past. These guys, these guys, once you get that tour card, you know, keeping it is a whole other thing. But for that year, that one year in time, if you make a decent amount of cuts, you're making pretty good money. Yeah. A lot of these guys too. I mean, and then you throw in NILs and I don't know if they have that, you know, coming out of college either, but a lot of these guys already kind of have a plan. They already have a setup. They already have sponsors. They already have kind of a, a backing, you know, like finding somebody to kind of believe in them for two years or whatever and, and pay for everything. But but some guys don't. Some guys are like 38-year-old guys that have been trying to make it forever just hanging on every year. And that's, you know, there's not – there's so few or far between, but there's a lot of guys out there that haven't really quite been able to – they're always clawing to get to the next next level and can't quite do it. But um, Grayson Murray, I think you're right, Mike, is a story where, dude, as a young golfer, I believe, like as a junior, he was one of the top in the country. I mean, very talented guy, but as we all know, the mind – is one of the things that either makes or breaks a, a person. And I don't think he had the the mental capacity to deal with a lot of things that come with the off the course life. And then all the things that happen during a tournament that are some controllable, some are uncontrollable um, and things like that. But the one thing I want to mention from this tournament before we kind of get, you know, outside of it is we have to talk about, I think it's Carl, um, Yen, is that how you say his name? That absolutely sent one over the green monster. <laughs> it was yeah, you are. Years yeah. back in the day, just absolutely sent one over the you know baggy, whatever you want to call it, out in the outer space. Um, they did not find his ball, and he somehow got dropped. Which it's so frustrating because 
you know, us watching this, when we make a shot like that, you know, it's like we have to do the walk of shame and go all the way back and hit. Like we just can't find our ball. I mean, that's yeah, super questionable drop on that one. Like insane. Like that reminds me of when at the three M when we were caddying for the four play guys and Brock Nelson hit that one over the uh, yeah over the grandstand on seventeen and got free relief from from the <laughs> way on the other side of it. Like some of these like well, we've said this before. Being a pro. You're set up. It's easier than I mean. Obviously, listen. They're good players. Whatever. They have. They get easier breaks than we get just out there golfing. They get all this TIO relief from bad shots for for obstructions like stands. They hit fans and the balls go back into play because there's fairways are lined with fans. There's a lot in a lot of ways. It's it's almost easier. They get so many breaks. That one was ridiculous. If uh, if we were playing out there, that that would be like, well, that's a lost ball, two stroke penalty for sure. <laughs> well, it depends who the official is. Because if it's Jeff, it yeah, it, you're not getting CIO, right? <laughs> no, it's Century you're World. Walking all the way back there, even if even if they're even if it's slow play, we're going all the way back to the tee. I've got to play it out of a, a burning animal hole <laughs> in Florida. I, the bad decisions by, oh by some of the referees no, no, no. out there. I, got, I get more than one opinion. I don't just stick with mine. I ask somebody else, "What do you think?" And he's I very go, swayable. He's very swayable. <laughs> Well, what he's did they even find his ball? It wasn't it. I don't think they even found it. I don't remember him finding it. I'm not, I didn't pay too much attention to it, but yeah, it was a terrible, very questionable. He got no penalty strokes and got free relief there. <laughs> hey, the difference between the Brock Nelson one was the fact that we found his ball and he just yeah. literally can't see the hole. The hole's just <laughs> not there because there's a grandstand right in your face. But this one, they didn't even find it and it was just so far gone. In my question, did he blade it or what? Did he not like, did he like, I've done this before where I think I have a nine iron. I look at it. And I've got a six iron. I mean, I've done that before. I feel like that'd be, if that happened with, with a caddy and everything, that'd be, that'd be a real struggle. I mean, so I don't know. I thought that was preposterous. Um, another thing to point, I thought was a cool story is uh, Gary Woodland's back playing um, brain lesion or what is that? Is that what he had? Tim, you're, yeah. you're a medical guy. They took yep. something out of there. Yeah, they. I think they did an operation on it to remove something. Whether it was cancerous, I, I'm not sure, but uh, some sort of surgery, and we have them back. Pretty pretty cool story there. I mean, that's not always something you can come back from. So I thought that was cool. Anything else from Estonia that you guys – I mean, I just love that we get uh, – you know, we get a little three-way playoff the second tournament. I just hate the ones where somebody wins by, like, five. There's no oh, yeah. drama. I love a little drama. And then, oh, yeah. we got to talk Ben Ons. Putt. Yeah, short putt with the not not good for not a good look for the lab putter the last last two events with Lucas Glover missing like an 18 incher and then Ben on missing a missing like a three footer. You know what a good good uh newsletter would be? And I'm not great at doing all the research, but like looking at the guys that went to the the broom handle, because we've had a lot kind of recently, just kind of comparing um, you know, their the year before they went to it and then when they went to it, how much of a impact that that's had obviously for lucas glover would be a i think we'd see a lot of better results because he's he won two tournaments and lab, tour, but. lab golf to me is fascinating because well tim had the putter last summer i don't know if anybody on tour uses that big ass ugly one that tim was using for a while they all use the aversion of the other one the mez two whatever it is the long one or the short one i'm like why do they even keep making the other one? Like who's like no, nobody's using it out there. The other one's it the other feels one's fantastic. Clearly better. <laughs> the it other is, one's clearly it is so better. good. 
No, it doesn't rotate at all. You can't move that thing. Uh, it's so bad looking. I can't. It's got to be the one of the will, maybe the worst looking powder ever designed. I was one and a half strokes better with the lab, according to stats in in the grant. Although uh, that forty four putts at black is is in that analysis, so you know that's going to move the needle a little bit. I would rock. I would rock the long wand lab. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go and see what Hunter's got for a long wand this year. Yeah, um, uh, I have a couple. Didn't I got a couple stories. Didn't Marie have a one of the, a version of the lab putter? Oh, yeah, maybe it would have been the short. It's the same putter head as the long one. They just use it as a shorter one. I have a couple of stories from the old uh, Sony Open here. Uh, one was when Joel Damon missed a really short putt. You see that, like on Friday, that got like a whole bunch of guys snuck in the cut because he missed like a three or four footer, and he was talking about how he. Uh, they all owed him dinner. <laughs> but, uh, uh, what was Would I going to say? That oh. for me? Would you guys, I'm sitting on the edge. You, you need to miss like a five footer and I make the cut. Would you guys miss that for me? Yeah. My guy, my guy, ADDC with a real, real, real rough start to his professional career at plus 10. He got beat by, by Kevin Kisner. Who's in the booth <laughs> missing the cut. Um, who is Hunter Larson? I have never heard that name before, but he was 27 over. He, I don't know who he is, but he played and he was 27 over. He was the worst by 17 strokes. No so idea. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. I actually saw some sick-ass old photos of Wildlife Country Club from when it was first built with no trees and anything like golf is supposed to be. And uh, they had the wicker. They had the wicker, like Marion wicker uh, flag sticks and everything. It was sweet looking on these old vintage uh, photos. Now they got stupid W palm trees and a bunch of crap that doesn't matter. Hey, you guys, this just in. I don't know if there's any truth to this. Somebody just texted me Travis Matthew and Tiger Woods. Well, I don't know. He's supposedly looking for. I'm, I'm not even. This is just a text. I haven't even. I've not gone online or looked at anything. So maybe they're not a Callaway. Is that a Callaway brand? A lot of the Callaway guys do wear it. Um, I know he's trying to do something because he, he he controls the logo. It's his. He's got that. It's his logo, not Nike. So what a great logo! It's the worst. I can't believe. Like if I was Tiger, I'd tell Nike, "You keep that. I'll get somebody that can make a new logo." Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Tiger. Tiger had um, leaked video of Tiger Woods holding Travis Matthew gear goes viral as confusion over his next clothing deal. He's walking in somewhere. He had a Nike shirt on and some Travis Matthew like shirts in his in his in his arms. Is basically what he okay. had. Okay, carrying so, Travis Matthew clothing. That's what it is. is Ra- and Rom isn't Travis Matthew anymore, is he? Yeah, I think he, well, he was. I don't know what the live thing, if they pulled it or not, but he was Travis Matthew. Okay. All right. Um, I was did... under the impression they were going to make a whole Callaway team over there. I don't know what's going on there, because Rom is supposed to have his own team, but they have he's got no players signed yet to this team. Legion 8, or whatever he's going to call it, whatever the fuck that means. Dumb. Well, we did hear, <laughs> we did hear a rumor about who could come Wind, over to the Legion The Wyndham rumor? 
Yeah, I think we can squash that on this. I just, I, I, I got, I, I'm not going to say who, but I've heard from sources that he's just not going. You know, insider info. So, yeah. Um, anything else from the Sony? Um, no, nothing really. I mean, yeah, Tim's right. It's not a great event to watch on TV, really. I don't for something you that can't should even be, watch you know, it. Like, it moves like this entire. I don't understand why. The PGA, well, I guess I do understand because it's a clusterfuck of an organization, the PGA Tour. These should be great events because they're prime time. They should be the bet. Like, what's better than flipping it on in the evening and what? Like, they're prime time events. They should be awesome, but the coverage is terrible. Like, they don't even show half the time you have guys in contention, they hardly are seen. And then they'll show somebody else just because they're a name and they're playing terrible. It's the, It's just horrible. Yeah, they don't do a very good job of listening to the consumer. They just thought they just kind of keep doing their own thing, and just head down, plow through it. Yeah, they, it's because they get the money. They get the they get the advertising money and well, whatever the revenue, and they don't give a shit. They're, they're starting to lose sponsors, though. I mean, they're losing. They are. They're losing sponsors well, left and right. The thing about those groups too, they already have cameras on them, right? They already have featured groups on ESPN Plus or Golf Channel that are going out. So they already have the infrastructure around those guys. So they probably just keep it there and hope for the best. And unfortunately, that doesn't lead to the best outcome for us. Now that it's changing it over to Golf Channel every time I'm trying to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not impressed. Um, well, let's head to the uh, the land of Sultans, you know, the Dubai Invitational. What a finish we had there. I cannot wait to hear from Mike on this one. Um, as his boy Rory stuffs one to 17 <laughs> to three feet. Three jacks it, then goes on the water on eighteen. Meanwhile, Tommy birdie birdies to win by one. <laughs> I mean, that, oh Rory, oh Rory. You know, I was all about Rory winning the Masters this year, but after watching that, I, that was bad. That was horrible. <laughs> that, like I, I understand why those guys three putt from three feet because did you watch that putt? I mean, those guys try they try to hammer those short ones in the back of the cup. And then he he ran it way by and missed again. But do you think, do you think the pros three putt from three feet at a higher rate than a lot of decent amateurs? Because think about that. If we're out there playing, we're not putting that three footer with the kind of pace Rory did. If you watched it, he just like he was just gonna bang that thing in the back of the jar. It went like four feet by. It was crazy. It was like a flat um, putt. It actually reminded Damn. me of Will it who did that for uh, Max Holman to sneak in. Yeah. He, he three-putted from like four or five feet. Um, and then Max Homa chips in, you know, like to Eagle. So I think it happens, but you're right. Like the speed of the greens are so fast. I don't and know. They put so, they put so aggressively on those short putts. You know, they're, they're hammering those things in there. And then the next tee shot, we just one handed it right into the water. <laughs> oh, uh good for tommy lad though tommy lad gets a w he's been you know hot and he still hasn't won in america but um you know he i mean the man the man deserves a w let's just put it that way he's he's played some really good golf um you know it's nice to see him get a win i, I hope that he can kind of you know, some someday win a major, but um, you know, taking down Rory, I guess at the end, I don't know if you can say taking down Rory, but hanging on and, and birdie birdie finishing is giving yourself at least a chance. And, and 
Rory obviously had to make some mistakes, but that's how golf is. It's like a fine line, man. Like, like just, I mean, the fine line of winning is just so crazy. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's like the fact that Rory did all those things and then he had to do those things just to win by one is very minuscule chance of that happening, but it does. And there we are. And then, you know, Rory gets ripped on for another, you know, not closing and Tommy gets a W and in history, then, you know, a year from now, nobody remembers how Tommy won that. He, yeah, he closed finally, but he still has yet to close on a PGA tour event. So we'll see what happens. You know, that's the big, the big leagues, the PGA tour, uh, he has yet to win, but that's not even my favorite story from Dubai. Oh, there's one more. I, I know you're going with this one. My favorite story <laughs> is the, is the man who, uh, let's see here. I got to pull this up. Who managed to shoot 39 shots worse than the guy that was in 59th place in a, in a 60, 60 man event. You guys know, you know, I'm going with this one, Jeff. Yeah. Isn't he like the director of golf at like Jordan? He's the Grove director or... of golf at Jordan's golf course. Yep. The girl <laughs> of 23. Uh, um, he got a sponsor's exemption somehow. How do you give this guy a sponsor's exemption into a 60 player, no cut event? Like we're trying to have really top talented players. And he came out and popped an 87 in round one. <laughs> And then he went, <laughs> he went 87, 82, 82, 86 for a four day wow. total of 53 over <laughs> <laughs> dead last by this, a mile. Is this the same as how we all recommend that someone in the Olympics is just one of us. You just pick someone out of the stands and say, you know, go run the hundred meter against Usain Bolt. Yes. They just found a guy in the stands. They're like, let's see how good these pros are. We've said this for years. That should happen at every event. There should be one marker that gives the average guy, like, what would you what would you shoot out there? How would you compare compared to Tommy Fleetwood, who won? Oh, man, it was great. Did he get – here's my question. How many world golf points did he get? And how does he get more than a lift tour player? <laughs> he does get <laughs> So, uh and Eddie Pepperell, Eddie Pepperell, who is the best on, on Twitter. If you don't, if you don't follow Eddie Pepperell, you got to go follow him. So <laughs> it was, it was this, it was this YM's first start in an OWGR recognized event. So he got points for being 60th world of golf ranking points through the eye of a long time European tournament, Eddie Pepperell, who put <laughs> limited man field and old Ken Wyatt gets an invite and does this. I don't care if it's Ken from Barbie. It shouldn't happen. He said <laughs> Uh, we love it come on that gets con that gives us context like yep. spend one place on one of these guys and just throw a person out there every week like mike said oh, that he doesn't get any ranking points so the oh. OWG, owgr changed it this year to if you are in a field of a tournament with 80 or fewer players and you're in the bottom 15 percent, you get no points in those limited fields shoot all right. Do you want anything else from Dubai? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, let's let's bring it down the home stretch with a little Amex preview, and and we'll call it a night. Um, PGA West is where the Amex takes place. It's a it's a pro am, so it means we got three courses: stadium yeah. course. That's the third day one, or one of the three days in Sunday. Nicholas tournament course, La Quinta Country Club is one of them. Um. I don't know this golf. This golf tournament, it, you know, because they play at three courses, it's kind of hard to track and follow. But 
But it is, if you remember Rom's quote, it's an effing putting contest. So you better so be it is. Um, to this one. So I don't know. that If it's a putting contest, and it's uh, it's kind of awkward because Scotty Scheffler is a favorite. Yeah, well, he hits it so close. He's only got to putt halfway decent. But uh, this event could go away, and, and I don't know if anybody would care. The uh, I don't – the two pro-ams do nothing for me. I know Pebble Beach, Pebble Beach, but – I don't like these ones where they go multiple courses. The the camera the the you think the PGA tour normally camera work is bad? Wait till you do this one where they're playing on three different damn courses. You're never gonna see shots from some of these players with the cameras all spread out over three courses. It's the worst. Um, but it is the lowest scoring event. It was tenth lowest scoring last year. You gotta bake a lot of birdies at this one. Even though it's a Nicholas course, you usually they're kind of hard, but these courses you are too pretty, pretty boring. This event is great. I love the programs. You get you get to see three different courses. You've got Nicholas, you've got Pete Dye, and you've got Palmer. Just three titans of great design. It's not like we're going to really. It's not like they're playing three good courses. They're playing like three standard PGA Tour boring shit. But it showcases another area of the U.S. where it's really its backbone, right? Palm Springs, Palm Desert, La Quinta, all of those places heavily rely on golf tourism. So it's great to see and Alcatraz is a kind of almost cool hole if you squint a little bit it looks like 17th at sawgrass yeah i mean it, it's fine i'm surprised they they uh keep going back there because this one is one of the tournaments that switched sponsors a bunch of times the sponsors always duck out of this one after a couple years because it's just not a good tour stop and nobody gives a shit about it uh, especially with the good ones coming up after that the farmers pebble genesis waste management farmers uh, is pulling out yeah, there's a bunch of ones sponsors that are leaving. I just don't think they make their money out of it anymore. Um, but it's pretty easy, low scoring, twenty five under, something like that is usually right around where they are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say about it, really, to be honest. Jeff, you played one of those, haven't you? No, I'm going. I'm going to play it in February. I'm going to play the, the stadium course. So it's, it's got PGA the West. Yeah, it's got the deep bunker, right? It's got the one that. You know, you got to almost have put a ball in there just to see what happens and to get out of there. And then obviously Al- Alcatraz is the other one that I'm looking forward to. But that, I'll have my eye on it this week watching it. I've watched it, but I haven't really I, – I don't know. Sometimes desert golf, they all look, the holes all look the same, you know, when you watch them on TV. I'll probably be playing a little bit more closer attention just because knowing that, you know, I'll be playing it in just, just over a month. So it, just kind of taking in all the information, seeing some of the holes. I, so that's going to bring you know added reason for me to watch. But other than that, I, I haven't really had a great what's time watching this tournament. What's the green fee going to cost you a peak season out there? Um, four bills. Know, we got we got well, it's it's with no guest rate. It's four thirty six. I know a member. Four hundred thirty six dollars to play so with the member. You got him for a couple hundred. Members one hundred and thirty five. I think. Oh, nice. That's good. That's it's worth. So it's totally worth one hundred and thirty five. Hell yeah, any day of the week. Oh, especially during that time of year i mean yeah oh for sure that's a hell that's a hell of a good deal then yeah i, yeah. I would i would pay the 460 watch chef shooting 87 in a pro <laughs> tournament <laughs> I, think, I think part of the reason it becomes a back there. Is this, it's uh some of the smaller greens on tour it's like five thousand square feet or something like that so you know if you hit the green which these guys do you're gonna have a makeable pot somewhat makeable so so my brother's father-in-law is the one that lives in that development on one of the courses. I think he does on the Nicholas one. 
So he's a member at all these. He worked at KMPMG for for many years. Knows Phil Mickelson. I mean, he's he's you know, and my brother has played it. Um, oh. um, so, and some other, and then my brother's brother-in-law, which which is good buddies with me now. He's the one that actually gave me the gummy, the gummy story. He's the he's the gummy guy. Anyway, let's, let's let, can we talk about that. <laughs> we talk about the. I I feel like the listeners would want to would want to hear this. The story. Yeah, oh, this is this is totally legal now. I don't remember if I even shared this story or not. I don't think so, but now that you brought it up, yeah, we well, gotta hear it. We gotta hear it. This the story goes is we play this players championship every year in God, it's always May, but this last year was late April just because of how the the months align. But it was so cold up up north that we had to actually go down to Dakota Ridge this year. So I've kind of t- touched on that and. uh you know, the first rounds were kind of cold, obviously. And um, I think I got after pretty hard on the on the booze the first day. And I actually remember that night sleeping through my fantasy football draft. I totally didn't respond to anything. I didn't even make it to the the hangout. So not not feeling great the next morning, just let's put it that way. So I was like, I'm not drinking today. This is not. I, I need to get back. I just need to get some water me. Well, I get to like hole number nine and patrick's like well if you're not drinking you should have one of these i'm like what's that <laughs> what's well, a gummy it'll relax yeah you know i get rid of like the jitters you have you know you just need to like relax oh that sounds fantastic i'll take you know i'll take one of those i have no idea any of the milligrams or whatever i don't i, I didn't pay attention i didn't even didn't even look just took it and ate it i want to say things started getting a little weird for me on hole 17 where I was when, just when did you when did you take it? How late into the round was it? I want to say I took it on like hole eleven or twelve. I actually I took it on like in Dakota Ridge. It's like it's the par four. There's a bunch of water to the right. It's kind of a tight tee shot. I remember putting it in my mouth on that hole. So it's probably like twelve, thirteen. Okay. Anyway, anyways, I don't remember. <laughs> I was totally normal until I got to like seventeen, and then I just started feeling a little weird. I remember when I got to 18, I hit one out of the bunker on 18 and I went to go put my clubs away. And then my buddy's like, why, what are you doing? You have to actually putt out. I was like, Oh, I have to putt out. So I went over there and I wasn't even close to the hole after I hit the shot. So that's when I knew things were kind of getting weird. And then it got really weird when we went to eat lunch. I started like kind of mini, mini panicking. I started getting super, um, paranoid so i went to the range to get ready for my next round because i was like kyle i'm still in this and i remember grabbing clubs to go to the range and i had to go back like five times just to check to see what clubs i had i started i couldn't i couldn't commit to anything i kept looking i could never think i always thought i had the wrong club in my hand <laughs> so it was i'm gonna be honest it was one of the worst experiences i've ever had golfing and then and then i was i remember on the cart i was a cart by myself and i'm driving and i had this moment where i like nobody's with me I'm by myself in this course. I couldn't find anybody. I thought I was by myself golfing Jimmy, with nobody else on the course. I'm pretty game. sure. I'm pretty sure this was not THC, Timmy. I think you took some acid. It had to be. It had to be some acid. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it could. It could definitely be THC because I, I took a gummy at uh, at the hockey game I went to on oh whatever my night God, that was. You guys, these are supposed to be. And, you, these are good for you. You relax. You get you know you don't get all. Oh trippy. no, I was I was very I was very relaxed. It just it hit in late, it, like 
mid third period. And then I'm walking back from the game in the skyway. And I keep forgetting where I'm going. I'm just following this group of people. Oh my God. Like, oh, I'm Five sure they know downs. where we're supposed to go. Perfect, <laughs> seg- home. Perfect <laughs> segue into bogey, by, into bogey bites coming in. Here, just put this in your mouth, this Jeff Wood. That we're, yeah. we're going to be peddling here in a, in a few months. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I just I, – I'm not against them. Like, I think – like, when I'm not golfing, though, like, golfing was hard because I just couldn't focus and concentrate. So I think it's just the amount you take. You got to take the right amount um, to kind of get you Greatest relaxed. sleeping medicine of all time. So um, I was going to actually one thing point on the MX, too. Like, here's a name that's coming back this week. You ready for this name? He's playing yeah. in the event this week. Uh, last, it feels like the last time we saw him was at Whistling Straits on the Ryder Cup. Anybody know where I'm going with this? Oh, uh, wait. Give me a second. Whistling Straits Ryder Cup team. Oh, was man. putting with a hood on. Putting with a hood on. Who was on that team? I mean, so he much won. swag that he, he just putts. He didn't even take his hood off. He had it on while he was putting. God, who... Hang on, they won. Who the hell? Who am I? Who am I missing here, Timmy? You guys get it? Um, really good tennis player. Tennis player. Um, one at the Honda Anna, before. Actually, no, Anna, not. Korn- Anna Kornikova. <laughs> no, I think he took second <laughs> at the Honda. Oh, huge fan of Anna Kornikova back in the day. Um, let's see. Loves to drive boats in Jupiter, Florida, with Dustin Johnson. Brooks Kepka? No, he's got a he's got his own boat. Um, very the king of leg. His swing reminds me of Sergio. Oh, lots of leg, kind of a goofy swing. I was gonna say Tim. Is Tim <laughs> tons of leg? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger is Daniel back. Daniel Berger with a fucked up weird swing. <laughs> he's back. I actually, Not to he- mention. Not to mention, you want to talk about a guy trying to take bad drops. Last time I were watching him was when Victor Hovland had to basically say, no, that is not where you should be dropping it from. <laughs> um, he's actually been working really hard on his swing. I saw a little thing of it, like his old swing versus his new swing. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he performs under the gun come, coming back after injury. I thought, I thought he might turn into Anthony Kim. Like we just never hear from him again. There's another... Another old school guy you have not heard of from a few years in the field as well. Possibly former Ryder Cupper for sure. President's Cup. Big hitter. We'll see if you get this one. Oh, see yes. I know. This. No, he's the one. He did, did he ride his golf club back in Kentucky with uh, Kenny Perry and the boys? Yeah, probably the greatest, one of the top two greatest Kentucky golfers of all time. Oh, yeah. Tim, you know, Tim, you know what we're talking about? No idea. I feel like Tim would love this guy. This, this is like one of Tim's guys. Look at Timmy. Tim, look at the screen. <laughs> Just a good old boy from Kentucky, J.B. Holmes. He's playing. One of the slowest golfers of all time, is he not? And he's a Shrixon guy, Tim. Love that. What love else that we got in the field? Norman, Norman John's love, in the love field. Love Amira. But you guys know who's you guys know who the big ticket is this week. You know where it's at. So we're uh, is he in the field? Blocky's Blocky's got an exemption. Wait, wait, no, is oh Blocky actually playing in the field? Or is yes, he this, is, this, is, this is this is this is this is literally this is from the PGA Tour app of the field. Blocky in the field. 
Well, that's in his backyard. He's in California. That's where he lives. Yeah. Huh? Ten forty-two tea time. Get your popcorn ready. And <laughs> <Jeez>. if <laughs> we need, a, if we're gonna have another year of blocky, it's gonna be a long year. That that's yeah. what the PGA Tour is coming to. That's where our storylines are. Michael Block. Yeah. Everybody else is going to live apparently. So. Well, boys, it's been a pleasure. We can keep this one kind of short. Uh, I don't know, anything else before we we sign out and. No, I got nothing this week. Nothing else, Timmy. No, any, no, any, we're any, not. Any, we're not even dates? doing a pick. Any updates or date? You know, how's your love life, Tim? Oh, you know, same old, same old. I didn't even go outside the last two days, much like yourself, Jeff. It's too cold. It's too cold to do anything out there. You, you, you come to you. You Southerners, you get the fireplace warmed up, and they just come right to your front door. Yeah. Say hey, baby. Hey, baby. You want to watch with these negative twos? You just say hey, baby. You want to watch the pigeons out out the window? Your favorite (laughs) pigeons. You you and Southerners are so soft. It's not even that cold out here. This is nothing. Cold outside on the radio. You get you get up up to northern Minnesota. You'll see cold. I I don't I don't want to see cold. (laughs) I pay not to see cold in my in my condo here. I tell you what, though, it is amazing. Isn't it amazing? Here's what I can't figure out how this ever works. You know, you got the house, your condo, whatever, and it's all sealed up. And most of the time, if it's like 10 degrees outside, you know, it seems like it's the same temperature in the house, no matter, you know, say the thermostat's at 68. But when it gets like this bone chilling cold, even though my thermostat still says 68, like it always does. It feels so cold. It's crazy. Like, I don't understand. The thermostat is reading that it's the same temperature, but it feels so much colder all the time. You got to stay away from the walls. The walls just, the walls are cold. The enemy. Yeah. You got to stay away from the walls. The cement floor by any of the exterior walls right now is freezing. Yeah, it's crazy. So, well, boys, pleasure talking with you. Uh, It'll be interesting to see here if the Eagles, uh, Eagles can uh, they're down 25 to 9 now. Yeah. Oh not, god. Not looking I'm good. Getting pumped. Telling you. Belichick to Philadelphia. Write it down. You heard it here first in the break 80. All right, we'll keep you to it. Well, hopefully Blocky can break 80 this week because as we know, the difference between 79 and 80 is everything. Maybe today's the day I break 80. What the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold dream. You hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.